here we are, back again, the second instalment of the Best Athletics podcast. What was that sound? Was that you? That was a beer, <laughs> opening a beer so I can have a chat with Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, it's Wednesday night, it's, we both, well I've come from work, you've, uh, you've sacked work in recently, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just got a different job. <laughs> but yeah, um, hi I'm Anya and I'm here in my flat with the lovely Dan. Yeah, uh, hi it's Coach Dan here, so thank you very much for having me in your new abode. Um, it's very lovely, uh, nice sky rise. <laughs> Uh, flat in southwest London. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, we just wanted to say um, first of all a massive thank you for everybody who listened to the first podcast. It was a phenomenal response. It was really, really fun to do. I think we had you know well over five hundred listens. I don't know if that's good or if that's bad, but for me, five hundred people you know chose to listen to my voice for half an hour, which is more than most people choose to listen to it <laughs> yeah. for. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just wanted to say a huge, huge thank you to that guys um, we're going to continue to try and bring you um, as much content through these podcasts as possible um, and you know guests and whatnot so you're stuck with me uh, and Anya today um, because Nick is on baby daddy du- da- uh, baby daddy juicy can't get that out <laughs> yes um, yeah Nick has left the kids in charge of the podcast and the microphone and we've got a beer so who knows what could happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> but-, but we're just going to have a chat today um, coach's corner really um lots of you guys have sent in questions over instagram and um people i coach people down coach um and hopefully we're going to give you some valuable insights yeah definitely a uh, big shout out to nick we know he's not here we we're having a bit of a joke but he did run a uh, sub 15 minute 5k last night uh which he's been trying to get back under for a little while so and he's been a little bit ill with uh with bugs from picking up from the kids so big shout out to nick we miss you um and yeah we're looking forward to having you back on the pod but for today you're stuck with myself and Anya so yeah Dania uh, Dania if you know about Dania if you know about Dania (laughs) (laughs) if you know you know um how are you I'm good now thank you I've had a bit of a whirlwind week I was a little bit ill after going a full-time coach not because I was a full-time coach just because life caught up with me um but I yeah I got some parking tickets yeah I'm sat here looking at a parking ticket on your kitchen counter yeah that um, was when I was in hospital okay after having not a great time um weeing in pots maybe even had to do a pool poo <laughs> stool sample um and then yeah just to come out and see you've got a parking ticket wasn't ideal it's a bit of a rub in the face isn't it yeah I don't want to rub that in my face but you're alright now back training yeah Um, feeling so much better Um, yeah how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm actually training for my for a turf games at the moment in two weeks, so I've not been doing a lot of running. I've been uh, I've been uh, focusing on my strength and conditioning, getting strong hips again, uh, so I can get back to running. But um, Luke van der Feen, big up the guys at the uh, at the running room, um, getting me in good shape, mm. and I've got myself in a turf game squad for two weeks time. So that's mad. All, all roads focused on that, and then in, in the meantime, trying to get into single figure handicaps. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, life life isn't too bad otherwise. I mean, it's a mad week this week. This is, um, all jokes aside, the busiest week of the month for, for you and I as coaches. So making sure everyone's set up for the week the week to come. Um, uh, sorry, the, the, the month, to, month to come. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of those are with the, the mindset of people now 12, 16 weeks out from autumn marathon. Yeah. So really, uh, it's really been a, 
you know, busy week, a great week sitting down and, and, and going into um, client plans and getting everybody sorted for their autumn. But yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, just uh, been looking forward to this as my highlight of my week. Sit down with you and have a chat. Um, so kind. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'll just go into now. Um, a little bit about what we're going to talk about today so uh as anya mentioned we're gonna uh, answer some of the questions that you guys uh asked via the whatsapp groups uh, and uh via instagram uh, with the Co- coaches corner we're gonna go through uh, a roundup of uh, some june performances as there have been some fantastic ones uh we've got a little quick fire um activity where we've both written down three questions that neither of us uh, know what we're going to ask the other one and we've got to answer them in quick fire succession which will be good fun um, we've then got a, a training tip that we're going to give you uh, give you guys and then we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up uh, in the world of best athletics so on that note just a little shout out and um, uh, you know big milestone for the club we were t- we talked last episode about how far the club has come uh, since its uh, inauguration and reaching 100 200 then 300 members and this week um we have reached 400 members which is fantastic so a huge huge shout out to everybody who's been involved involved in that thank you very much for your support yeah the club wouldn't be the same without all of you guys yeah it's an amazing place to be and you know hopefully we'll sit here in a in a few podcast time and talk about 450 500 and beyond um so yeah just a a very proud achievement for everyone at best athletics and uh yeah onwards and upwards we go yeah shall we do a few quick shout outs some highlights um of some pbs um this month yeah definitely um it's been a really really busy month uh you know even though we're out of half marathon and marathon season um you know we're, we're well into uh 5ks and shorter distance racing and the club has been very very busy so i don't know if you want to start with some of the 5k performances that stand out to you yeah okay let's mention laura farmer for going sub 20 minutes uh, 1954 shout out Laura I know um, Laura's on my team so I know how hard you've been working for that so couldn't be more pleased as your coach that you dipped under that but just the start of many amazing performances Um, I think next then uh, I'm going to shout out Chloe Wright uh, who ran a 20.08 at Dulwich this weekend Um, first female as well so we always love it when uh, the girls come first so it's uh, a fantastic fantastic performance so well done yeah nice Um, then there's been all the other distances as well we'll go with Ashley Ferguson for a 10k of 38-28 brilliant good work Ashley Uh, and then we've had some fantastic ultra performances as well so I think uh, Nick touched on last time uh, comrades uh, and uh, some of the guys that were down there running in uh, in that last week so some shout outs to Risa Dreyer who ran a 7.20 Jared Hillhouse who ran a uh, 7.59.20 so just under that magical 8 hours by 40 seconds so well done Jared I know how hard you've been training for that uh, Andrea Mazer with an 8.38, Camilla Scarlett with an 8.28, uh, Dason Pather with a 9.39, Jacqueline Millett with 10 hours 41 and Callum Langlands with 10.46. So some amazing performances um, right across the board, ultramarathon and, uh, and 5K. So it's going to be a huge month coming up. Uh, with the Essex 10k so that July PB board is going to be uh, stacked when we go to this uh, come to this in the next podcast yeah I just want to give a shout out to one of mine um, L Triants who there was a London um, 
Ultra, which was 55k, and she just creeped under the seven and a half um, hours mark. So amazing work, fantastic stuff, guys. So yeah, well done. We're going to move on now to our um, questions for Coach's Corner. So we've got uh, a, a fantastic list of questions um, coming from the club group chats and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, we're going to start with a question from Rob Ellis. Please discuss the impact that alcohol has on your fitness. Yeah, it's topical considering we're having a beer. Um, <laughs> I would, Are we? <laughs> oh, you don't tell anyone. Shush. Um, I would say it's good to have this balance and you need to let your hair down sometimes. Um, but when you drink, needs to be timed well around your training. I think you'd agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think look, we're all... Um, we're all normal adults with with jobs uh, and uh, families and children and lives and social lives that we need to maintain so you know still not putting that pressure on yourself to to not drink is really really important I think you know alcohol has a role to play in um in when it it can have a good impact in your life in relation to going out with your friends and doing stuff and then obviously there's times in your training where um you know it's that discipline of not having a drink is something that you can carry through and uh, and implement in your training so you know we know there are benefits uh, there are um not benefits sorry there are detriments that alcohol does have on your fitness so uh, things like sleep so when you have a drink your body is uh, clearing the toxins out from your body and detoxing your body overnight which means you can't get into a deep sleep and recover as well which is what happens on a hangover when you, you kind of feel rough the next day your body hasn't really um, spent the time recovering and you're sleep deprived um, especially if you've had a later night because often you know alcohol can cor- correlate with later evenings um, and also dehydration the next day so if you're training the next day after having a few drinks you're going to be more dehydrated so make sure that you um, kind of take on a lot of water or an electrolyte tablet the next morning Um, ideally you wouldn't be drinking the night before a training session to avoid those things because if you're dehydrated your muscles are dehydrated which can lead to injury and tears in the muscles and those kind of things so um, general rule of thumb for me I'm not if it's the same for you is kind of four to six weeks out from from a key race a marathon or half marathon um, probably more a marathon for me um, I would cut out drink altogether just so that I can really hone in on those one percents and have that discipline in my in, in my training but I want, I'm going to give a shout out to um, a friend of the club and uh, a friend of mine personally coach Tommy Trees uh, so if you uh, if you follow Tommy on Instagram he put up a fantastic post today after Blast in Glasgow last week and getting back to training this week about how he manages drinking around his training um, as a very high performing athlete um, and you know sh- strategies that you can put in place to um, to help manage drinking in your in yeah. your training yeah and a little bit of abstinence before a race would just make the beer tastes sweeter at the finish line exactly okay next question is from one of the girls I coach who's Carolyn Lecoq um, and she's asked how do I increase cadence um, which I think I'm well versed in answering because I am self-proclaimed <laughs> cadence, uh, cadence queen <laughs> although yeah there's definitely optimal cadence um, and I now need to work on increasing my stride length um, but keeping that cadence up um, so if you want to go back to basics with it you can get things like a metronome um, which just sound in your ear so you can time your steps to that but I work on mine personally just by doing strides um, so parts of your run where you just give it a bit more effort and try and get that leg turnover up and also using your arms to drive because your arms and legs work together so if your arms are driving your legs are going to be driving um, and you're going to get in more steps per minute yeah I would say the metronome points are really good one and there's 
some apps out there that you can download that lock into your headphones. So you're trying to match your stride length in your steps to, to the metronome. Um, and you probably want to only do that for about 10 to 15% of your run where you're, you're actively concentrating on it because it's quite a lot to, um, it, it, it can feel like you get it wrong quite easily and it's quite a lot to try and uh, stay on top of. So just chunking up a little bit of your run where you actually focus physically on your, on your stride length and your cadence. I'd also say kind of to that question, um, Carolyn, how, you know, why is it that you're looking to increase your cadence? Do you need to increase your cadence? Um, there is there is kind of an optimal cadence range that um, suits most individuals and that depends on your kind of body type and um, how tall you are and those kind of things. So Anya's, you know, short and, and got really quick turnover with her legs. Um, so having a high cadence really suits her for her pace. Whereas someone who's a bit kind of taller necessarily might um, might not need the same level of cadence for optimal efficiency. So understanding that and knowing kind of where that is for you, but also then increasing your cadence too quickly can actually be detrimental because your body might not have the foundation and be ready to handle that increase in, in cadence and speed. So focusing on um, S and C around the right areas of the body, like your hamstrings, quads, etc., to help um, increase your cadence. Um, understanding your foot strike, those kind of things are all really important. So, would highly recommend um, you know, our, our partners at the Running Room. Um, they offer a fantastic gait analysis uh, and running assessment that helps understand where your cadence is, where your imbalances might be, um, and how to kind of um, get on top of that and what improvements you can make to your running style. Yeah, I'm also just going to throw in there. There are certain shoes um, like A6 Metaspeed Skies, which I use for shorter races, which are built to help improve your cadence. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Carolyn, for that. So the next question is, how should you run around your menstrual cycle? And this is from Vicky Walker. So I'm going to hand over to you to start on this one. I am a female, so I know a bit about this, but I also know Dan has been doing a lot of reading and is very knowledgeable on <laughs> on this question. Um, so obviously everybody's menstrual cycle is different. Um, I've struggled with mine um, and it's finally got to a normal point and I understand it better than I ever have before. Um, so for me personally... The week before my period, all I want is chocolate. Uh, I feel really sluggish and bloated. um, So I wouldn't ever push for a PB in that week. However, I spoke to a female health professional um, when I was struggling with my period. And they actually said, when you're on your period, you're basically, your body's like reset itself. So your hormones are actually most level. So if you can overcome the cramps um, and you don't, yeah, the physical symptoms of bleeding aren't too bad, then you're actually in really good state to like push a bit harder. Um, And then the week after your period is the most optimal time where you feel fired up, um, you're energized um, and you can push a bit harder in sessions and push for those PBs. Yeah, definitely great insight there. And and as Anya mentioned, kind of, you know, I'm a bloke, so, you know, I'm never going to have a first-hand experience of this, but kind of it's still my job as a coach and my responsibility to educate myself as, as best I can to be able to support my clients um, where they need it because as a coach I want that channel of communication to be really open um, and it, f- uh, it to be something that we're comfortable talking about so that I know you know why you know it might be that you're not up for a session or if you're holding that back you know if I don't know that information then you know that 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 can be you know th- that can really help me to understand why why you might be um, uh, kind of feeling the way you are so yeah, before we jump into this, it's it, we've got experts within the club, and as as coaches, we've all tried our best to educate ourselves on this because you know menstrual cycles and um, the impact of 
um, your period on your running uh, is is really important. And as Anya mentioned, actually the lack of is a really big warning sign for some other serious issues in relation to running and exercise that, you know, as athletes and individuals, are uh, and coaches there's not enough awareness on so um, we're going to get Sam uh, Sam Murray on the on the podcast who specializes in this and it's going to be a really really um, insightful episode on relative energy deficiency in sport and the impacts of that and how to manage it and recognize it and what it means uh, within running but for me um, Vicky you're one of my clients as well so it's a great question Um, uh, and I think it's a really individual answer everyone's menstrual cycle is different how it impacts them is different Um, as Anya said the timing of the menstrual cycle is really key so you know those days leading up to your period starting are actually where your body is doing the uh, lots of preparation um, in biologically and doing a lot of stuff with with, with the hormones in your body so that it's tired that it's that it's not feeling great it's feeling fatigued so timing some of our rest days and our running around that to you know kind of anticipate that and especially some of our races so if we know we're going to, if, we, if we want to do a race, trying to time a race that's maybe not necessarily um, right in that point of our menstrual cycle might be a smart thing to do. Um, but also, every menstrual cycle can be different. You know, one might be more energized. You might feel more energized than one. You might not feel great. I think for individuals as well, kind of the level of um, you know, let's talk about bleeding. You know, let's be really open about that. You know, how heavily you bleed can have an impact on um, on you know things like uh, your energy levels, and you know, might be uh, a uh, might be a precursor to being a slightly more you know anemic and risk of those kind of things so when, if we're training when we're losing a lot of blood that can have some impacts on our health as well that we need to be really aware of so things around diet also come into play um, when your body is uh, leading up to your period there's more inflammation um, happening around your body so trying to avoid foods that uh, you know cause more inflammation is also really really key so you know it's a great question it's one that I encourage anybody listening to this to be open about with their coach or um, if they don't have a coach with um, you know with, with friends or whatever to try and understand more about it but yeah fantastic question Vicky and thank you very much for asking it yeah I'm really impressed Dan you're gonna make a lovely husband just make sure you get a chocolate on that week before um, okay next question from Becky probably quite a quick one um, tips on managing pre-race nerves yeah great question um, Becky another one from my team so uh, I know how much running means to you and how uh, you know how how much you've been building towards that 5k that um, 5k PB that sub 25k that we're aiming for at the moment so look, nerves are a good thing before a race um, in my opinion it means that you care it means that you want to you want to do well um, but also you should channel them you should use them to your advantage you should use them to give you energy to give you the self-belief that you can do it um, but also trying your best to then use that to relax you know if the more nervous you are the more energy you're likely to burn before a race which is going to impact you during um during the race so trying to calm yourself believe in yourself know that you're good enough know that there's always going to be another race where you can have another go knowing that things might not always go to plan on the day and accepting that um i like to say that races are a bit like a football match or a netball match or whatever it might be sometimes you're just going to have bad ones and not play very well um so if you can accept that you can go into it a little bit more relaxed um and that is often a better place to be when it comes to racing yeah i think also everybody is feeling those same nerves um but yeah you just need to relax yourself um easier said than done but in a race you want to get bored um before you get worked up before you get tired before you stress yourself out so yeah bored before getting tired i like that bored before tired yeah. i've heard that before that's yeah. good <laughs> 
Cool. Uh, the next one is from uh, Alex Vass. Uh, I met Alex at the Snowdonia Ultra. Uh, lovely chap, so thank you very much for this question. Alex, what's the best way to do your interval training if you're running routes uh, on mostly pavements? Uh, I think you've just got to find a really boring um, bit of straight road or a loop around like a cul-de-sac and just do laps and laps. Yeah, I agree. Uh, when I first started out um, with Nick and with, with, with training uh, and interval training, I used to do mine around the boundary of a cricket pitch um, so you just want somewhere that's flat that's a repetitive circle or piece of road or pavement or whatever where you can accurately record your split times because in interval training we want the conditions to be the same each rep so that we can accurately see whether we are hitting consistent reps whether we're getting faster whether we're getting slower um, so it might be a bit boring and you can do your warm-up and cool down kind of to the running route or you know uh, you know on your favorite route or wherever but you know just monotonously digging in finding a, a, a repetitive bit of road or park or whatever is a, is a way to get around that yeah um okay next question is from pat perini how do you know when it's time to retire a pair of shoes great question and for those that don't know pat he's got the biggest feet in best athletics <laughs> that we know of so far so if anyone's got bigger than a size 13 then please do let us know send us a photo <laughs> dan clearly wants to see um yeah so pat it's a great question i i tend to rotate my shoes um during uh, kind of a marathon block so if i've got a marathon coming up i'll buy a brand new pair of shoes that i'm going to race in and then towards the end of the block i'll start wearing those a bit more to break them in and then once that race has happened that race pair then become my training pair and that cycle then continues i'll also have a pair of easy shoes that i'll use for that block too so you know i'll probably be doing somewhere between you know three to three and four hundred miles of um easy running and three or four hundred miles of hard running and then after that they'll kind of retire to become my older shoes or spare shoes and then i'll get new ones to replace them for the next block yeah so you don't want to be doing all of your running in carbon plated shoes or really easy shoes um just um because you need to build up the strength in your legs and carbon plated shoes play such a part in like weighting your calves and um they're for races only um but obviously carbon plated shoes don't have a shelf life as long as recovery shoes so i can tell when my carbon plated shoes have um the carbon started to like crack or um isn't as responsive anymore um so just keep an eye out for that think of your shoes like a, a car um you know your car after 40 50 60 000 miles will start to break down and um you, you know you'll get issues with the MOT or whatever or it's the same with a pair of shoes when you get to four five six hundred miles in them if you're using them regularly they'll start to lose shape um you know they'll start to lose some of their cushioning and those kind of things so kind of a good indicator there when you start to feel that they're not supporting you in the same way then it's probably time to change mm-hmm. cool next one me yeah yeah um so this one's from thigh shipper another one on my team uh, any plans to expand best athletics outside the uk so i think i mean we're already technically outside of the uk yeah. we've got athletes from across 25 maybe more different countries um but i think to your question uh, uh Thice, is uh, you know are we going to take the brand yeah, on the ground uh, uh, abroad and i think the plan is in the long term absolutely um our focus to start with and natalie coach natalie's doing a great job of starting the first best athletics hub outside of um outside of london in nottingham uh, with her training 
training nights uh, and we're going to be bringing some uh, m- some training uh, in-person events or in-person sessions to North London very very soon so watch this space but yeah absolutely I think that we see BA as uh, being a you know long term a global brand and something that we can take to people and the vibes and the community yeah. um, all over the world at some point yeah not just Battersea Park not just Battersea Park <laughs> despite what it might look like <laughs> um, okay Matt Plumpton has asked what are your favourite races outside of the big well known ones okay um, so we've got a few that we've done together here that I think oh, okay. you know makes for a, a, a nice Daniel duo um, <laughs> so the first one for me would be Rome Marathon I think uh, you know it's not necessarily the best race route um, but you know in terms of how scenic it is the atmosphere yeah. it's not an international marathon I'd say but it's a it's a um, obviously you can go and do it but it's a very good national marathon so it's huge within Italy yeah. you know there were tens of thousands of people that do it you start by the Colosseum you know That's the route amazing. might take you through past some petrol stations at some point but yeah. what marathon doesn't um, you know you go through the Vatican uh, and the atmosphere was amazing I don't know what you thought it was amazing yeah it was the first race Dan and I properly went head to head and you dropped me <laughs> um, and then we went head to head a bit later last year in my favourite race I've ever done which was Barcelona Half I have to say it's my favourite race too um, it, amazing city yeah it felt like a marathon like the vibes were just so big and the whole city is like behind it you've got all the big elites like warming up around you um, it was the flattest course ever like literally four straight lines yeah um, it was there was a huge best aesthetics presence last year and I hope even bigger next year so yeah I would get on that if you're if you're not already there's been some chat in the group chats already about the Barcelona contingent next year flights are cheap so that's going to be a, an epic one uh, for next year what about in the UK I'll give a shout out to my local um, Norwich 10k race um, which sounds like a little park run in Norfolk but it's actually a really big race with big names and um, big prize money um, and it's really well organised and I'm obviously biased but... Amazing. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I was going to say the prize money point. <laughs> well, you what are we talking about? 50, 50 quid? Well, I, uh, I actually, not to toot my own horn, but I've got the course records. I got over okay. 500 quid. Wow, that's amazing. For okay. all, the 34 minutes of work. Yeah, quality. Yeah. Brilliant, to be honest. That's a good uh, good rate per hour. Um, uh, for me, other races, Matt, I think uh, Manchester has a great marathon and half marathon. Um, really great for running a PB, and the city really does come out in force um, to support you the Great North Run is another fantastic event uh, Hampton Court shout out Hampton Court Half Marathon and then the Essex 10k um, I think is a, yeah. is a really big event uh, in London which uh, everyone gets behind so yeah great question Matt uh, so we've got a couple more questions these came from Instagram so do you do a coaching program for comrades um, we were saying I think Nick is the person to ask about that he is the most experienced as much as we both love to do comrades um, neither of us have but we both coach people to different ultras yeah definitely I'd say you know if anyone out there is looking to do comrades uh, and would like us as, our, as, as your coaches you know it's a challenge for us as much as it is for you so you know we'd love to to give that a go and try and help uh, anybody who is willing on that journey um, but yeah I think it's a very unique ultra marathon it's a very unique race in itself um, but yeah I think Nick has got a, a huge amount of experience uh, at Comrades but that's something that you know I'd love to, to add to my CV at some point um, so yeah um, okay and then last one will be tips for staying at goal marathon pace during long runs 
Yeah, good question. I think there's a few elements to this. I'll start with, um, I mean, the first thing is you ha- if you're usually in a, in a training program, you have a tempo session every week as well. And I think if you're struggling to maintain your pace, your target pace in your long runs, dependent on where you are in your marathon block, and I'll let Anya touch on that in a minute. Um, focus on your tempo sessions as kind of a, a point in the week where you can get some more marathon pace practice in, and then take that, you know, gradually increasing that distance each week or that pace each week, varying that session, then taking that into your long run on the weekend um, and trying to increment a little bit more each each week on on the weekend um, is a is a really good strategy. But I know you've got some thoughts on this, Anya. Yeah, um, I don't tend to train for goal marathon pace I train at my current marathon pace which should in theory increase the more training you do until you eventually get to your goal marathon pace um, so there's no need to rush it um, yeah as Dan says the tempo sessions is when you can test your body out and um, go yeah reach that marathon pace because you're not running for as far but in your long runs um, I'd say try and keep your pace consistent yeah and it's a little bit around you know marathon pace is about conditioning so um, if we can actually spend some time working below marathon pace on those uh, long runs, maybe for short distances, it will um, it will increase our body's ability to, to cope with that marathon pace. And mentally, when we step back to that marathon pace, it will seem a little bit um, easier to achieve. Okay. Um, thanks for that, Dan. So that's Coach's Corner done. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah, really great questions from all of you. We're going to try and do this every couple of podcasts. Um, so it's a great opportunity for you guys to help us learn as coaches because, you know, we, we you know we don't all know everything as much as we might like to think we do. You know, we, we do have to put some effort into to, um, to, to research some of these questions. So it really helps us as coaches and we hope it really helps you as, um, uh, as athletes with the answers that we can give you. I think next we're going to do a little bit of a Q&A to each other so this yeah. is our three quick fire questions <laughs> are you ready yeah I'm going to change one up because I asked Dan one earlier okay fine so what we did with this is we uh, we drew up three questions each that we were going to ask each other on the podcast we don't know apart from the one that Anya asked me what they uh, are going to be so we're going to answer them on the spot so who wants to go first I'll go first yeah okay what's your favourite post long run fizzy drink I know this is probably not the most, uh, uh, the best answer in terms of leading by example, but if it's after a long run, I do just like a cold pint sometimes. You know, I I know after I've done my long run, that means the hard work for the week is done. And that's not to say I go wild, um, particularly in marathon block, (laughs) but uh, a nice pint on the weekend. It's a way of, you know, rewarding myself for, uh, for for a hard weekend's work. Yeah, out of a vapor fly uh, on a terrace. In yeah, well, we don't Rome. need to speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit me. Okay, uh, what is your go-to pre-race breakfast? Really boring, but it's normally made in a hotel room without any breakfast things. So just porridge with brown sugar. Fantastic. Okay, boring but effective. Okay. Um, okay what is your favourite track distance? Uh, 800 metres um, when the going gets tough the tough gets going and that's what I repeat to myself over 800 just two laps of the track that's two all laps. it is exactly. two laps of the track exactly okay Okay. I'm going to hit you with two um, would you rather run on a full bladder or an empty stomach okay uh, that's a great question I'm not an empty stomach because I don't endorse that yeah. uh, and with a full bladder you can oh. get rid of you can get rid of that without people seeing quite easily <laughs> okay lastly uh in a marathon for your drinks would you rather have full fat milk or champagne oh uh 
full fat milk. Oh no. Yeah, I grew up on milk. I grew up on a farm. I love milk. <laughs> shout out, uh, shout out, marathon milk guys out there. Chris, Chris Brucarson and Sam Murray. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, that was good fun. Um, some interesting questions from you, Anya. They always are. Um, cool. So I think. We're going to give a tip each now, uh, coach's tip of the week, uh, and then we're going to move on to what's coming up. So, uh, considering you've had quite the week yeah. being in hospital, do you want to give your tip first? Yeah, it's only topical to say I've learned this week that when you're not feeling very well, give yourself time to recover and rest because otherwise you're just going to prolong it and it's going to get worse and worse. Like your body needs time to recover. Um, it's not going to affect your training that much. Um, and yeah, you deserve it. You'll come back stronger and hungrier. Yeah, it's kind of that, you know, I see it time and time again that people, and it's it's natural to want to, when you can't run, want to run and then get back to running and get back into routine. But it's kind of a bit of a, bit of a paradox that, you know, the more you rest, the, the faster you're likely to be back to running. So sometimes we just burn out and yeah. these things these things happen. You've been, you've had a lot going on in your life. So, you know, yeah. it's something that, um, that we're all guilty of at exactly. some time. So, okay, my tip is kind of similar to that. Uh, and I see this quite a lot is uh, don't chase a session um, and what I mean by that is if you skip a session in your training plan um, then just embrace the fact that you've missed it don't try and make up the mileage or make up the session because that can actually be detrimental and lead to injury so when, when we when we coach we kind of coach with a philosophy of no back-to-back hard days so mm-hmm. if you miss your uh, track session on a Tuesday and then you try to do it on a Wednesday but then you're going to do an intense session on Thursday in your plan you know that's too that's not a lot of time to enable your body to recover and you know that puts you at high risk of injury burning out uh, and and then kind of going through what Andy's gone through this week um, so yeah just don't chase a session accept the fact that you've missed it and move on to the next one you're not going to lose anything from missing a session you know it's when you start missing weeks and weeks at a time is when you start to lose stuff so embrace the fact that you can have a little bit of extra rest adapt uh, and and uh, and move on from there so tips done great okay what's coming up Dan what's coming up Best Athletics has got so much going on at the moment so I think the first thing to shout out about uh, is the Battersea Park relays yeah I actually did this last year I don't know if you did no I didn't I remember Reese and and Nick doing it in those ridiculous speed suits (laughs) yeah Um, it's a really great race and obviously on our home turf Um, it's a relay which is um, three people in your team run a mile each so it's a three mile race Um, and it's just great fun it is great fun and we've got already got quite a few teams entered Um, your man Sean Matty shout out Sean uh, is organising all of the uh, uh, teams for the club so if you're interested give him a message he will give you a free bagel as well as part of your training regime (laughs) and uh, for those that don't know Sean is obsessed with bagels Um, and that's going to be a fantastic event so I'm looking forward to seeing how we get on there and uh, being down in Battersea uh, for that yeah speaking of big events the uh, Essex 10k is coming up yeah in, next weekend it's I think surprised. I think most of our athletes in the club are oh, this, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we've got maybe a hundred athletes at that I wish um, I was there oh, so many of my team are doing it your team yeah. are doing it I know you all I think you're away so yeah um, yeah it's going to be a fantastic event you know the July uh, race roundup is going to be a huge feat so we're really looking forward to uh, to seeing how some of our athletes get on and if you're listening to this look out for the blue and white because they are coming uh, yeah. at the Essex 10k yeah. um, 
Cool. The next one is exciting. Uh, I will tease it a little bit. Go on then. We have an exciting kit collaboration sponsor news that we can't tell you <laughs> about, um, but it is huge and I am absolutely buzzing. Yeah, it's um, it, it, we've got some fantastic new designs coming that uh, we've had the uh, pleasure and luxury of seeing and uh, I guess approving to some extent. Ooh. And they are, God, I can't put into words how, how good they look. They take our kit to the next level. So we're really, really excited about that. You know, hopefully by the next podcast, we'll be able to announce that alongside some new coaches who are also going to be joining the team. Um, so watch this space uh, for that so lots happening Um, and I think that leads on really nicely to if you want to get your hands on some of the existing kit we've got a summer sale of uh, 50% off on all kit making way for all the new lines that will be coming through so if you want to get your hands on some of those uh, pieces uh, you can do so on the website whether you're a member or not Um, and uh, yeah there's some really good bargains on there so head over to the Best Athletics website um, to order some of that even though a lot of you boys would just prefer to take off that kit when you're running around <laughs> alright <laughs> steady on <laughs> cool and then last one I think is uh, training camp so Anya do you yeah. want to tell us more about that so we're actually doing a training camp in the UK this September which will set up people really well for their autumn marathons it's in Arundel um, and yeah I would just ask you all to sign up because best athletics do camps really really well it's the 6th to the 10th of september we're going to have joint accommodation um yeah it's south downs area there's going to be yeah training sessions um there's kits team fuel team dinners the accommodation will all be organized um and i think a lot of the information yeah so it's uh, it's from the 6th to the 10th of september uh, you can just go for the weekend which is 290 pounds for the weekend or the full package for the full week is 300 and 80 pounds per person there are a limited number of spaces so if you're keen to get your uh, name down then get in touch with uh, either amy nick or any of the coaches um, at the club if you're not part of the club then uh you know give us a message on instagram or something directly to if if you want to get involved um yeah i've been on two best athletics training camps now organized the one to montegordo back in march which was amazing we've been to this venue before so nick organized this camp a couple of years ago so um yeah it's trodden ground already it's it's bound to be epic it's perfect timing for berlin um marathon on the 24th and then chicago mm-hmm. new york amsterdam all of the uh, marathons happening in october so uh yeah if you're keen get your name down uh, and get on board with the vibe yeah going back to reclaim some local legends exactly um, okay Anya, you. it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for welcoming me welcoming me into your flat <laughs> um yeah it's uh it, it's great fun doing these things we always take a couple of takes trying to do it because we end up laughing so much or <laughs> saying something stupid um we probably really need to get really good at editing these things yeah. too but it, it's the i mean we're new to this it's our second one so we hope you've enjoyed it yes. um and we wish you guys all the best uh with your races coming up and we look forward to uh bringing you some more goss soon yeah thank you for everything (laughs) boom shakalaka boom shakalaka